Welcome to The India Mom. I am your host, Kendra Green, and you are listening to episode number 12. This is the place where motherhood and the Enneagram collide. Today's show is called School Haze. If you feel like you are struggling to support your child with their daily school routine and doing homework, whether you're schooling at home or at school, you are in the right place. My hope for this short and sweet episode is that it would be fun, informative, and encouraging. Today is part one of a two-part, very practical series, so listen in. Hey friends, so if you are listening to this episode while it's still new, that means you are headed into Halloween or you are just coming out of it. And I think it's so appropriate that Halloween seems to always fall at the time of year where things are starting to get tricky. School is no more fun and treats, but it's giving you some tricks, right? You know, I think of scary movies or spooky movies where they have that haze. So I think I thought it was fun to name this episode School Haze, thinking of Things that are kind of spooky. And I want to be completely open to you here. Helping my kids with homework drives me crazy. I hope I'm not alone in this. And I felt like I needed to do this episode because this is where we are currently struggling. You already know that as I share with you guys, I'm also learning as well. This is about the time of year where, you know, kids aren't as excited to get up and go to school anymore. The early school excitement has begun to fade. The eagerness the kids had to get up every day, enthusiastically prance out the door, isn't so much there anymore. At the time of this recording, it's before the time change, and so in the morning it's barely light out. And I don't know about you guys, but that makes it so hard on our family. It's, you know, it's it's warm and cozy in the bed. It's been a challenge getting the kids up for school because it's dark. But it's been a challenge for me too, let's be honest. With the cold front that just came through and all the rain that we've had, the bed seems to keep me trapped until the last possible minute. I have to do this thing where I go, okay, I'm doing it. (laughs) And then I just hop out of bed. Sometimes I have to go one, two, three and jump out. Slow doesn't work for me because I'll just slide right back in. I have to give myself some momentum to get up out of bed. And sometimes I wake Jared up and he looks at me like I'm crazy. But something that has helped us to get through what I would call a school haze is setting a routine. In just a minute, I'll talk to you about the different Enneagram types for kids and what methods could be best to support them. But for anyone, no matter your Enneagram type, routines are so good because they follow more of a rhythm than a schedule. In a house of four kids, schedules just don't work for us. We've tried it before and it just added to our stress, feeling like We were always behind the ball if we didn't do things on time when we were supposed to do them. Maybe they work for you, and if they do, by all means, go for it. But every morning and every evening, the kids have a short list of things that they need to get done so they can be best prepared for the day ahead. So the goal is is more peaceful routines so that they know what to expect. I think a lot of frustration for my kids, and maybe yours too, comes from not knowing what to expect every day. And something as simple as like a picture chart or a written out list of the things they can expect and in the order kind of eases that frustration because then they feel safe. They know what is going to happen. They're not having to prepare themselves for things that are unexpected. So making some statements like when, if helps too. For example, 
For older kids that have chores, you could say something like, when you finish dinner, then you do the dishes. When you finish the dishes, then you can go shower. Or even something as simple as, when you finish your homework, then you can have 30 minutes TV time. Something like that. But for younger kids, it would be more like, when you take a bath, then we read a book. When we finish the book, we go to bed. So if you don't have kids that are in school just yet, this might help them to start getting in a routine so that when school comes, they can they already know a routine. They already have a rhythm. And all you have to do is add maybe one or two more things to that routine. And look, if you're listening to this episode and you don't have kids at all, <laughs> a routine is great for you. I need routine. Routines are the best thing for me because as a type four, as you know that I am, I can be very emotionally driven and also driven by whatever season of life I'm in. But if I know what to expect every day, it gives me some assurance to say I'm still building some good habits. I'm still headed towards the person I want to become by doing these things. Okay, so with these routines, I want you to understand that they are they need to be flexible, okay? Flexible routines provide a comforting rhythm when your kids are experiencing chaos at school or maybe they're feeding off of your stress and maybe there's tension in the home. Whatever it is, they need a comforting rhythm, okay? Let a routine guide you even when you don't feel like it. Back to those emotions. And it can bring such a sense of grounding to your home. Your kids will look forward to coming home when they know what to expect. They'll look forward to getting up in the morning and getting ready when they know the order it needs to be in and when they know what to expect. My kids also know they can go to our, we have a chalkboard wall. They can go to the chalkboard wall to remember what the routine is and we have it listed in the order because I get tired of telling them what to do. I got tired of being that nagging mom that was like yelling at my kids all the time telling them what to do. Like, don't forget to brush your teeth and don't forget to go shower. The things that they should know to do, but we can't expect them to always know what to do. So you are here to guide them, okay? You're here to guide them, but that doesn't mean you need to be leading them from one thing to the next. Make a chart for them, remind them to go check the chart, and then let them do it. Give them some responsibility. And don't be afraid to change up your routine with the changing seasons of life. What may have served your family well at the beginning of the school year maybe doesn't serve you anymore. You don't serve the routine the routine serves you. So with my recent job change, my day looks different. Me getting up in the morning, I don't have to hurry and get myself ready before I take the kids to school. I can now focus on getting them ready and getting them out of the house, and then I can come home and quickly get myself ready for the day, which is important. I still get ready for the day. It makes you feel more productive. That's just a a little extra tip there. That's for free. But, you know, making sure that your, your routine serves your season of life, okay? One statement I want you to remember is this, and if you're driving, don't write this down, maybe make a mental note, and whenever you get to where you're going, put it in your notes, okay? Don't just settle with doing the things that work. Focus more on doing things that last. What is going to last for you and your family? What will your kids remember you for? Our legacy will be the amount of hope and engagement that we release into our family. Think about the people that matter to you the most. Are you giving them hope every day? Are you engaging with them? 
How much hope and engagement are you releasing into your family? That's your legacy. It's not how much work you do. It's not how much money you make. That's not your legacy. Your legacy is the hope and engagement you give to your family. Okay, let's get to the whole point of this episode. Today, it's not about the tricks. It's only about the treats. Maybe you already feel tricked because you've done the hard work of educating yourself. You thought you would never have to go through school again once you graduated high school, right? Maybe you went through college and thought, I'm done with school. Hallelujah. But no, maybe you feel tricked because you're right back in being consumed by schoolwork, (laughs) your kid's schoolwork and the daily school routine. My treat to you today is that I have some tools for you. Are you ready? So first, I'm going to talk about getting started each day. I know that for us, it can be a major stressor getting everyone out of the door at a decent time and also happy. That's important. (laughs) Maybe you're schooling at home, but yet you still need to get your child to sit down and do their work at a particular time. Then I will talk about the study habits for each type. So if you're ready, we're going to get started and get really practical. Okay. For the type one kid, which is the perfectionist kid, rather than scolding them for their wrongdoing, point out that they might miss something at school if they are late. Appeal to their inner sense of fairness concerning those that they keep waiting. Being careful not to make it a guilt trip. Because remember, they are already hard on themselves. So be gentle when you are trying to convince them or hurry them or correct them. For their study habits, the perfectionistic style kid tends to get stressed out from trying to excel. They tend to worry and get stomach aches and headaches. If you are, you are more likely to have problems dealing with the, them overemphasizing their work than with getting them to study. They need to learn moderation and the skill of pacing themselves. Avoid nagging them. One-ish kids are already too hard on themselves, like I just mentioned. So it's important for ones to engage in activities that are pleasurable and non-competitive each day to relax their more serious nature. If your kids are not learning at an early age that it's okay to make mistakes and to have fun, they are going to have a much harder time doing that as adults. There are some type ones that I um, coach as adults and they look back to their earlier years and felt like they had that pressure to always do right, to always be right, and now they are struggling as an adult trying to find a way to enjoy life and take breaks. So help your child do that now, okay? For the type 2 children, they generally want to be good and they want to get to school on time. However, they may get caught up in trying to help other siblings out. So remind them to focus on their own tasks if need be. We want them to be helpers. We want them to enjoy helping brothers and sisters. But if that means that they themselves are late because they're not getting their own stuff done. Maybe remind them, finish your stuff first, and if you are finished, then you can go help others. And, re- and also thank them. Thank them for their kind little hearts, because if they don't feel like they're appreciated, they're going to get upset. The helper child's study habits may suffer a little bit because they want so much to continue interacting with their classmates when school lets out instead of sitting down and doing their homework. If possible, have them start their homework right after school and reward them with free time later. That's where that win-then situation 
can work out really well. You can tell them when they finish their homework, then they can have free time. If separation from their friends is too wrenching, either have them do their homework together or schedule it regularly for later in the day. That way, it's a win-win situation. They get to be with their friend and do their homework. Since type 2 children are sensitive and want to please, give them consistency and structure and try not to treat them too heavy-handedly. You can help them by learning that it's okay to engage in activities that are not always social, like taking a walk with just mom mom and dad or possibly reading a book. Now for the type two, sorry, type three achiever style child. They are usually positively involved in school and want to be on time. They typically want to keep up with their own appearances. If they have problems with being late, check in to see how they're getting along with their teacher, with other students, because this may point you to the problem. It may take more time to find out what it is because they usually are not willing to offer information about difficulties that they're having. I think, they t- I think they typically like to take care of their own problems and difficulties by themselves. You can make mornings easier for them by having them do things the night before to prepare, whether it's laying out their clothes, having their backpack ready, making sure all their homework is done in time. Starting around junior high, you may notice that they want to get up earlier for last-minute studying or prepping. As for their study habits, they want to excel, but they may take shortcuts or bite off more than they can chew. They are clear thinking and organizing skills. Um, Their organizing skills are well equipped and um, they do well at school. They want to be liked and seen by their teachers, but occasionally they get into trouble from behaving arrogantly or too assertively. I'm not going to say that I have one of these children but I very possibly might. I'm not going to say any names. Layla, (laughs) who said that? This child will most likely not ask for help or need help with their homework. However, you may need to just remind them not to rush through it, to check their work, and watch them for signs of stress. Remind them to take a break and unwind regularly. And also keep an eye on how they feel about themselves because... Threes can get very much caught up in their image, and if they feel like their image is not being accepted by others, that can be a source of frustration for them at school. So you'll need to do a little more prodding to get the issues from them, but it is worth it. For the type four romantic child, there's a bit more information here. I think I might have one of these too. For getting to school on time or starting work on time, the introverted child may have trouble being around people for long periods of time and may find school a bit scary. So you may find them being nervous or even avoiding school and avoiding getting started for the day, especially if there's been a change. Maybe it's a new school year or maybe there's a new teacher or even a new classmate. It could even be that they um, are not doing well at a certain in a certain um subject at school and maybe embarrassed by it. So you need to just kind of dig and find out what the issue is there. But for those that are more extroverted and outgoing, they look forward to pleasing their teachers and seeing the other children for the most part. Their emotions can get control of them and affect their getting started in the day. I heard this story about a type four little boy who was counting on marrying a girl at school. He then found out that his future wife was moving out of town and his dreams were shattered. He then cried all night long, had such a rough morning, and therefore was late getting to school. 
So things like a misplaced shoe in the morning or a pair of jeans that no longer fit. Oh my gosh, we have experience with this all the time with these growing children, especially Lana, my type four. She um, went through an entire like two years of her life where she did not wear jeans because she didn't like how they felt. So she's also very like sensitive with her how things feel on her. And so if you don't have your kids who are type fours lay out their clothes the night before and know exactly how everything feels and fits, you're going to run into a problem. Um, things like that can throw four children into hysteria or paralysis. So take the precaution of laying out their clothes and making sure their homework and their backpack and their lunchbox and everything is located the night before. Four kids will also be slowed down by feeling left out, um, maybe by a fight with a friend, um, or maybe even a little bit of low-level depression. Maybe they don't know what they're feeling, and so you may need to help them process their emotions. Monday mornings can be difficult for them um, because they just have a hard time with transitions. This can lead to stomach aches and um, just feelings of being down. If your child has this problem, you may suggest that he or she maybe call you um, maybe an hour into school or halfway through school just so that they can check in with you and um, that way they can feel like they have some sense of safety. Although they probably won't. You can suggest it, but I doubt they would actually call you. They would just appreciate probably the thought um, of you trying to help them relieve their stress. Now for their study habits. They have trouble starting their homework uh, at times, and if they do, explore the reason for it. Plan plenty of time for studying in case they um, maybe are moody that day or maybe they get their feelings hurt. My type 4 child gets her feelings hurt by me all the time as we are doing her homework because she feels like um, that I think she doesn't know what she's doing or something, which is not the case. So give yourself plenty of time. And if they feel like they are needing to be rushed through something, that's definitely going to make them put on the brakes. They tend to get frustrated when they can't figure something out, um, and they get overwhelmed. If they have family problems or difficulties, um, maybe at school, you'll need to learn how to communicate with them so they feel comfortable telling you what's bothering them. Start doing this at an early age because when they get to be teenagers, they're going to have coping mechanisms to deal with their feelings, and they won't feel the need to talk to you anymore. So at an early, early age, get your child to talk to you about their feelings and their emotions. Since type 4s express their feelings in many ways, not just verbally, it's important for you to learn to read them. School can be a good outlet for them in terms of their creativity by um, being a part of a play, an orchestra, or an art class, a creative writing class, something like that. So encourage them, if they seem a little bit more withdrawn, encourage them to get outside of their shell and find something that's fun and um, engaging for them to do. Well, that is as far as I am going to get today. Um, I'm going to go over types five through nine next time. Um, you know, but again, I want to keep these episodes short enough for you to listen on your commute to work or on your way back home from dropping your kids off. I hope this was helpful. I hope you are no longer in a candy haze if you are. Um, but you know, I want to encourage you that if you feel like you are in a little bit of a school haze, that it's just a season. Um, keep, keep your children's excitement for school alive. I love to learn because I had really great teachers who fostered that love of learning for me. And my teacher, my parents didn't push me to make 
the best grades. Now, your philosophy on this may be completely different, but out of school, I want my kids to get more experience than they do great grades. Um, and again, I'm laughing because I know some people are rolling their eyes right now. I want my kids to learn how to love others well while they're at school. I want my kids to learn how to um, stand up for themselves and fight through challenges with their faith at school. Um, I, If my kids want to make great grades, I'm going to support them in that. But I am not the type of parent that needs my kids to make all A's. Now, when they get into high school, obviously, and they need to get into a college that's, you know, that's going to require certain things of them, then sure, I'm going to encourage them to go that route. But I want my kids to enjoy school and to enjoy learning. And I am a book lover, so if school um, can, can get my kids to love reading more, then that is a win for me. So um, I hope this was helpful. Make sure that you tune in next week to hear part two of School Haze. Before we end our time here together, as always, I would like to offer you a simple scripture and a blessing from my new blessing book called To Bless the Space Between Us by John O'Donohue. The scripture I want to read to you is from Isaiah 66, 13. And it says, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. And I wanted to read that to you because sometimes we get into a pattern of feeling like we are nagging and that maybe we're not the soft, warm, and kind mother that we hope to be. But God sees you as a comforting mother. He compares a mother's comfort to his own love. So know that sometimes you may feel like you are harsh, but always remember to back it up with the comfort that only you can give. So if you're feeling some sort of way about how you've been this week towards your kids, don't feel bad about it. Just follow it up with comfort. That's all they need from you. And here's the blessing. Mother, your voice learning to soothe your new child was the first home sound we heard before we could see. Your young eyes gazing on us was the first mirror where we glimpsed what to be seen could mean. Your nearness tilled the air, an umbilical garden for all the seeds of thought that stirred in our infant hearts. You nurtured and fostered this space to root all our quietly gathering intensity that could grow nowhere else. Formed from the depths beneath your heart, you know us from the inside out. No deeds or seas or others could ever erase that. much for joining me on the Enneagram Mom today. Make sure you go follow me on social media for more Enneagram goodness and please introduce yourself to me. I don't want to just talk to nobody. I want to know who I'm talking to. Now go rate and review this podcast to help it get out to others. Sharing is caring. So go share it with some friends. Go let people know about what is helping you. It's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. See you next time on the Enneagram Mom.